All right, welcome back to Hunting for Sales. This is Josh Marks. I got a super special guest on today. I am legitimately, genuinely pumped up about this dude. I've known him for a while. Him and I have worked together for a while. He is a superstar, especially in his own mind. Uh, but no, he's my good friend, Noah Miller, a.k.a. Lil Generac. Uh, the dude has got a lot going on uh, within the industry that we're in, within the company that we're that we're in. But he's all over the world making a name for himself. So I wanted to have him on this podcast. Special treat, my man Noah Miller. What's going on, dude? Nothing. Hey, listen, man. It is an honor and a privilege, first and foremost, to be on this podcast. So I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, dude. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like you, you are a close friend of mine. You always make me laugh, always make me smile, man. And so when, when I had the opportunity to, to kind of have you on, when it got brought up, I heard that you had listened to a couple previous episodes and I said, man, I got to have you on. You know, like, absolutely. So uh, you got a lot of things going for you right now, and, and I'm not going to spoil it for the whole world. And uh, But I do want to let everyone know that, you know, you've been recently promoted uh, within our company and our industry and, and certainly well-deserved, man. And so uh, you're taking on more of a leadership role. But, you know, both you and I, we've started from the ground up. We started, uh, you know, from the sales floor on multiple different uh, levels. And so, you know, my my background is is I was in automotive sales as majority of the decade of my life is automotive sales. And I went through finance manager, went to sales manager, tried a lot of different stuff. And, um, you know, I was successful at it. But but then I went into this company that we're in together now, and it's been it's been a, a blessing in a lot of different ways and, and certainly a lot of growth. And the relationships that I've built here have been each special to me. Uh, and certainly the relationship that I got to build with you started, shoot, I think probably a couple of years ago now uh, the, the, when we started working together. But but most recently now you and I are competing against each other in a way. Uh, but uh, but certainly wanted to have you on. But I want to hear, man, like. How long have you been in sales and how long you've been in the industry? What you've been, what have you been doing really with your adult life? Tell me about you, man. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've been in sales for basically my entire adult professional life. My first sales job was insurance sales. I was selling insurance policies to people 20, 30, 40, 50 years, my senior and talking about things that were pretty morbid, like, you know, being a 20 year old guy going out, knocking on people's doors and saying, hey, listen, you're going to die someday. You got to take care of your family. That's a tough conversation to have as a 20 year old. So, it, you know, it, it helped me develop thick skin early on. And I was very thankful for that opportunity. I kind of stayed in that route for a while. So basically for the first, you know, five, six, seven years of my 20s, uh, I was doing insurance sales and then workplace benefit sales, then worked my way into finance. I was working as a financial advisor out in Philadelphia, was getting my Series 766, was working all of that. And I just didn't like it, man. It just it wasn't for me. You know, I, I, I wanted something that was a little bit more fast paced, something that was exciting. And wearing a suit and tie, sitting in traffic all day. That wasn't that wasn't something I saw myself doing. I mean, it's it's not a fun topic to discuss. And then you move to a product that's a little bit uh, more fun, like solar, for example. 
I mean, solar is sexy to me. I think if you can sell, if you can sell insurance policy to someone, you can sell solar to anyone. So I've been doing sales. I mean, my basically for as long as I can remember. Um, and that, that was kind of how I got my start in all of it was with insurance and finance. Man, I'll tell you, that's, I never thought about that going door to door. Tell me about this going door to door, talking to 60, 70, 80 year old people. And as a 20 year old kid, 22 year old kid, whatever it was say, Hey, you're going to die soon. Uh, you need this insurance. Your family needs to be protected. My gosh. I mean, that's for all you people out there that are doing that. Hey, kudos to you because that sounds like a tough thing. And certainly you cut your teeth on that. You can do anything. Uh, so that's, I see where the success has come pretty early on, uh, in, in that, in that, uh, part of your life, which is very cool, man. Very cool. Um, I, I notice, and I'm going to explain in a little bit while we call you a little generac. Um, but I noticed something about you that's different. Uh, when you walk into a room, people act differently. They, they kind of, they kind of sit up and straighten their chair. They kind of, they listen, you have an aura around you. In fact, I told, uh, someone higher up in our company that we work work with currently, uh, when, when we got to go to a, to a district that was failing and you went with me, uh, one of the first things I said was, holy cow, he's impressive. Like the aura that he brings around him is just, you know, it, it is, it's straight to the point, but this dude, like you listen to what he has to say. He makes an impact where he goes and, uh, it starts with your tonality. It starts with the way you carry yourself. And I would say the biggest thing, uh, with you is just the, the straight up confidence that you have, uh, when you walk in somewhere. And that's something that it for you, it, it certainly to me, it seems natural. Is that something that you wake up with and you kind of like put, you know, bump your fist against your chest like King Kong and you're like, I'm going to eat the day up. Or is that something that, you know, is natural? I mean, which, what is it for you? You know, it's a good question. I wouldn't say it's, it's necessarily natural. Like it wasn't like I was born confident. It's something that I feel comes through repetition. I, I believe repetition builds confidence and that comes through just a, a, a really, really intense, want and need for preparation. Like I, I prepare for everything, even on this podcast, like you're just, a, you know, we're, we're friends. We're just talking. I came prepared with notes, man. Like I got, I am always prepared for every situation. And that's why I feel like I'm able to be, you know, more confident and confidence is infectious. Like when you're confident, typically it, it rubs off on the people around you. I always say confident closers create confident clients, right? If you're a confident salesperson, typically your clients sitting across from you, they're, they're going to be more interested. They're going to, they're going to want to work with you because you're confident in what you do. Um, I, I look at it as I always, I always coach up my reps as it, you have to carry yourself like a doctor, right? When you graduate from our training class, I put a stamp on you. I say, you're now an MD, a doctor of solar, right? <laughs> you're a doc. When you go to a doctor's office, Josh, you don't walk in and say, Hey, you know, I got a problem here, here, and here. What do I do? If your doctor says, well, Josh, you know, that sounds like it might be a problem. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. I'm not listening to a word that guy has to say, right? That's, that's someone I'm not taking health advice from. But when you walk into a doctor's office and they say, hey, Josh, look, it looks like you're having a problem here, here, and here. We're going to put you on 30 milligrams of X, Y, and Z. We're going to get you set up with the nurse. We're going to get your height and weight. We're going to get you on a, a plan starting right now. That's someone you just follow their directions because they're assertive. They're confident in what they do. And they're confident because they've spent hours tens of thousands of hours practicing their craft. 
And that's the way I, I carry myself in sales is because I know I've put in the work and I've prepared for that. Man, I love that. And that's 100% true. Being prepared makes you confident. I feel the same way for me. I mean, honestly, that's, you know, when, when I when I am able to talk about the same topics that I've talked about before, and if I'm able to prepare a speech uh, in front of people, I remember when I was younger, I used to I used to be a little more timid, a little more shy. And I and, and certainly public speaking was not something I wanted to do. And now I get excited for it. Now I'm like, give me the mic. You know, let me get up there and just just talk about this subject because I know for the next 15 minutes to 30 minutes, whatever it is, I am going to kill this segment because it's something that I've talked about, something I've listened to people on, something that I have, you know, perfected my craft on. So I love what you're talking about. It's a hundred percent true. And that's exactly right. Like, and you just talked about it. You just hit the nail on the head. That wasn't something that you were naturally, you just had. It was because you put in the work you put in the effort and through that repetition, through that practice, you now have the confidence that when you snatch that mic, you know, and you mentioned earlier, you're going to talk about a little generic. We got to talk about JFM and what that F stands for. But now, you know, you're JFM. You walk up to the mic, you grab that thing and you just go crazy on the mic because you've built that. You have that aura around you now that you, you talked about with myself because of the confidence you have in your, in not just yourself, but just in your craft. Man, I appreciate that. I don't think I've mentioned JFM on this podcast before, but thank you for bringing that up, bro. Oh, to all to all the listeners out there, we're about to we're about to crack some some big secrets about your favorite uh, podcast host today. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Well, before we do that, let me crack a secret about Little Generac. So, Little Generac like to spit some game. I remember I came up to Pittsburgh one time, spent some time with you and a buddy of ours, and we were in the, we were in his truck on the way to dinner one night, and and had the beats going in the background. And oh, I'm a country boy, man. Like I like country, and and that's kind of like my music. I listen to all sorts of stuff. But you, you and this dude, man, we were good friends, and uh, and you were spitting some rhymes, man, just like da 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 da. It's been some rise and stuff, man. It was fun. It was great, man. But you had this, you had this one song we did for for you did for the company, man. It went viral. I mean, that thing was that thing was popping. I might have to uh with with the rights, I might have to put it on here or share it, but uh but well, maybe we'll I'll figure out. A way I'll get with that. my agent, we'll let you know. Oh, thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, but no, man, it's it, it's got to know little Generac. So so Noah, why are you called little Generac? Lil Generac. So the origin story of, of Lil Generac, kind of kind of what you were talking about, you know, one of the things that we used to do in, in Pittsburgh um, for, for the company was we used to just ride out with reps. And, and you know, as a uh, manager, one of my responsibilities was training reps. And one of the things that a lot of people take for granted when you're training a rep is, you know, kind of breaking the ice with them. Right. It's a little awkward if you never talked to them before you get in the car. I like to dive in, you know, head first into this type of situation. Like I like to just get to know people so we can focus on the job and have some fun. So one thing that I used to require or that we used to require all reps do in Pittsburgh is when they got in the car with us for the first time, we would put on a beat and we would make them freestyle. I don't care what was going on. I didn't care what their background was. I made them freestyle because it got them to open up and have fun. And it made the rest of the day more enjoyable because we could be, be ourselves around each other. And so we, we started, that was something we started doing in the whole, throughout the whole Pittsburgh office. And, you know, people would post videos of them just, you know, throwing out some tracks or whatever. And 
you know, rapping was something I never really took seriously. I, I mostly did it for fun. I would make a bunch of diss tracks for my friends because that was that was kind of what I was using my superpowers for at the time, which is diss tracks. And uh, I remember one time, you know, I, I, we just partnered with Generac and I was a big fan of them. And I just started calling myself Little Generac just as a joke, really, it was kind of how it started. I called myself Little Generac, my grandma's favorite grandson. You know, I had a lot of different names. They were just pen names, basically. And uh, I ended up writing that one song you talked about and released it. And it seemed to be a big hit within the company we work with. And uh, from that point on, I just kind of I picked up the, the name Little Generac and it's kind of stuck. So I've been rolling with that ever since, man. I love it, man. I love it. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go into a little bit with JFM, man, because that's it's it's the super JFM. Simple. So JFM, I've heard a lot of rumors, uh, I, I you know about what that. I know the J stands for Josh. Now I know mm-hmm. the M stands for Marks, mm-hmm. but the F, like it's 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 captivating. It's like <laughs> Little Wayne back in the day he used to be Little Wheezy F Baby, and the F stands for phenomenal. What does the F stand for for you, Josh? Whatever you feel like that day, you might want it to stand for. I mean, we work with another guy where we have a company-wide uh, sales meeting every Friday morning, and when he calls on me, it's it's something different every week, which I enjoy. Uh, but you can make it up yourself. But the the uh, the the whole origin story behind it was we were in a uh, we were in a meeting in our company that we work for. And, uh, and someone, one of my managers that works under me could not, could not get an answer on something, could not get something fixed and was like, man, I've been emailing, I've been calling, I can't get this thing done. And, uh, and I remember like, who do you think I'll take, man, I'm Josh F and Marks, dude, I got this. What is this podcast rated here, Josh? Hey, uh... I said F and it's all good. We don't have to to put that little E on it. Um, but uh, but no, that's what I did, and I, and, and from that point on, like I, I just within my own little region that I have, uh, you know, it became like JFM, and I, you know, when I first said it, I even told our uh, our boss. Now I even told him, I'm like, man, I, I, that was a little cocky of me, a little arrogant of me. That's not usually me. And he looked at me and he said, dude, own it, like that's you, own it. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like own that thing. And, um, you know, forevermore, like that's the, the dude they have, when they announced me, it's JFM and that's cool. With me, that's man. who you are man. in the chat, man. Anytime you get on the mic, like you're talking about, that's all you see in the chat is JFM, JFM, JFM. So, I mean, it, it's obviously stuck, man. Yeah, no, I can't say, uh, that I don't like it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll leave it alone, but it's super humbling. Certainly when it first came out, you know, and people started calling me that, I was like, man, it's super humbling. Uh, you know, to, to have that nickname, which is pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, certainly I heard from wise man once, you know, if you're, if you're surrounded with a group of very successful people, which we are, and and you earn a nickname and it sticks that, that, that means something, you know? So certainly little Generac JFM and I just, you know, from, from uh, success to success, like, hell yeah, I love it, man. And I know like we've talked about some confidence stuff and I want to translate that into a little bit of coaching session, uh, which I think we've done a pretty good job of, but just being prepared, like I, you know, in certain areas. So we both work in the solar industry. That's not a secret, you know, being prepared before your, before your meetings. Right. And so some people start the night before some of us start the day of, I got to give a shout out to my man, DJ. He actually, 
he listened to this podcast before and he taught, he, he picked up some things, but I went to a meeting with him one time, uh, and, and he actually showed me, he says, man, look what I do before my meeting. And he actually, cause we're in solar. He put the solar panels on this customer's house and he put it in the last name, the initial on their rooftop. So if my last name is Marks, he would come to my house prepared with an M on my roof. Like that is what I'm talking about. You know, that dude takes his seriously and he right now certainly is killing it. So shout out to DJ, but, um, you know, that's being prepared and that allows him to be confident, just like what you're talking about, Noah. Absolutely. And, you know, when a lot of people, one thing I hear tossed around a lot, like a weird, a word I hear tossed around a lot in sales is luck, right? People always say, oh, you know, they got lucky or he got lucky. Well, something I've always subscribed to, and you, and you may have heard this saying before, which is, you know, luck is basically, uh, you know, when preparation meets opportunity, right? You know, that you, you, you get lucky. Well, one thing I always say is, you know, you, you, you tend to get more lucky if you're prepared for every opportunity, right? So you mm. kind of reverse engineer that. And as long as you're prepared for every opportunity, you tend to get more lucky. Like if you're ready for everything that's going to happen to you in a day, you do your homework at night, you wake up, you make sure that your bed is made, that your emails are checked, that you do all the things in the morning that your routine, that you had the routine you have set up for yourself and you prepare, you have notes, you walk into every single situation with your shoulders back, your chin up, knowing that you're ready, you tend to get more lucky, right? I don't necessarily believe in luck, but I believe that, you know, you can definitely swing those, those like, for example, right? You know, sales is a numbers game. Everyone knows that you got to play the numbers, but if you prepare, you tend to skew those numbers in your favor, right? So it all comes back to preparation. The, the best salespeople aren't necessarily the people who are the best sellers. It's, it's a lot of the times the people who just are the best at preparing to sell at preparing to set these clients up and put them in a position where they're able to make an easy purchasing decision from you. So preparation is, is, is key to, to success. at I think every level um, that obviously, like you said, we worked our way up from the, the, the very bottom, like Drake said, started from the bottom. Now, now we're here on this podcast. Right. Um, but, but it's true. Like at every single level, you have to find how to prepare. And if you prepare, not only is your job easier, but you have more success. So I can't stress that enough to everyone out there is, you know, prepare for success. You're either preparing to fail or you're preparing to succeed. You, you, there's there's no in between. So um, I'm a big proponent of that. I love that, man. No, and, and and reverse engineering that, looking that in a different way is 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 smart, man. It's it's very smart to break that thing apart. And I'll tell you a quick little story. I don't I haven't told this before, but I when I get close to someone, when I get close to a leader, um, you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice that actually, and I, and I say, I reserve this for when I get closer to someone, but I'm gonna put it out there now for everybody, because it's really, really good advice. My dad, uh, he's in sales, been in sales his whole life. Um, you know, and so I grew up with it. My dad told me young age, like it's in your blood. My, uh, my uncle, he, he's in sales as well. And he kills it, man. He's got, you name it. I'm sorry, but you name it like Corvettes, Lake House, Lodge, like acres of land. 
He's living the dream. He's a very successful guy. Uh, and, you know, he's down to earth. He's real, you know. So all the things that I aspire to be and, and you know, I, I'm becoming, right, in, in my own right, just to take a step back a little bit. But one of the things my dad told me when I was younger, I must have been 12, 13 years old. He said to me, he said, you know, grab the bull by the horns, right, which everyone says that. Right. Everyone says it. I've heard it a million times, but he elaborated. He said, here's the thing, right? When you talk about grab the bull by the horns, you're talking about opportunities. Every single day, you are going to have opportunities that go by you. Every single day, there's going to be an opportunity that goes by you. If you do not reach out and grab that bull by the horns, if you do not reach out and take action on that opportunity, your life may not be affected. It may not. You may not realize it. Your life may not be affected. You're in the same place you were yesterday, right? But if you keep your eyes peeled, if you keep your eyes open, your ears open, your mental awareness focused on the opportunity that may come in front of you that day, and if you do grab it, if you do grab the bull by the horns on that, it can change your life. And when he told me that, it took me a little while to figure out, I'll admit. Uh, but when I started looking for it and when I became a habit, every opportunity that I have, whether it be something somebody says, right? We had another uh, coworker of ours that I gave this advice to at one point, And I said, you, this is an opportunity. This person asked for, for people to reach out to them, this person, and you want to reach out to them, but you're fearful because they're so high up in the company. This person asked for feedback. This person asked you to reach out, reach out, take those opportunities, right? That's just one example, but keep an eye out for those things that might change your life, might, might take the opportunity, but that in the back of my head, I'm thinking that when you're talking about luck, it, yes, preparation, yes, that builds confidence for you to go through with your proposal, your pitch, whatever you're selling, whatever product, whatever service, you know, you got to be prepared. You got to know your product, you know, but furthermore, you know, in life, for your career, for your momentum moving forward, uh, personal life, you know, like sp even spouse, family, whatever, like everything you do, just keep that in the back of your head that every day there's an opportunity. And if you can recognize it, grab it and you will be ahead of the game. Right. So I just wanted to throw that out little nugget man out there. Cause that's, that's, that's big. Yeah. Wise words from a wise man. Now, you mentioned earlier that you got that advice from, I believe it was your dad, and you almost didn't even realize the, the knowledge that he was spitting to you until later on in life. You know, let's imagine for a second there's some brand new sales reps listening to this podcast right now, because there inevitably will be. If you had a time machine, Josh, and you could go back in time and talk to yourself for the first day you ever started sales, the first day you ever walked into a sales office with whatever company you were at and you had 30 seconds before you were going to get teleported back, what advice would you give yourself that you think could make the biggest impact on your present today? First of all, I'm the one doing the interviews here. <laughs> I know. I just, I kind of hijacked <laughs> the podcast there. I love it. No, man, really, really solid question. And, um, and certainly good, good interview question, you know, for sure. So I might have to use that in the future, but but no, uh, I, you know, one of my first interviews that I've ever had was we, in sales, at least, was was a car dealership. And and I use a specific word 
uh, th- this this particular general manager of the car dealership, he told me, he said, you know, you're going to meet a lot of different people. There's a lot of different diversity here. You know, these seats are truly valuable. We only have six seats to for, for sales reps here. And, you know, you have an opportunity to make a lot of money or a young guy. You know, this could be something that you can earn six figures in uh, if you put the time in and you're hungry and you follow the craft and you follow our process. You can you can make a living at this. Um, and one of the things I said to him was, you know, the way I grew up, I moved around, had, I went to three different high schools, uh, growing up. I went to like four different, uh, elementary schools, the same middle school for whatever reason. But, you know, I, but I went to a lot of different schools. I met a lot of different people. And I said, that's not a problem for me. I'm a chameleon. I can fit in with any group I want to. Um, and, and so knowing who I was and how I got that job, that he encouraged me to take my own advice and really utilize that. But to answer your question uh, that I'm kind of skating around, I would say just own it. Just be just own yourself. Right. Which is which is exactly why this is full circle. Ready for this? This is full circle, which is exactly why I'm having you on this podcast and why I, I notice those things about you. I don't envy you, but I appreciate that about you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I just, I can look at that. I'm like, dude, like, I love that about you, how, how confident you are. And, and to know where it comes from is, is something we can give to, to all the new reps out there. And that's what I would do for myself. If I were a new rep is I would say, be prepared, know what you're doing and then own it and then go out there, have confidence, pull your shoulders back, stick your chin up and own it. Right. And recently in, in our career uh, with our company, like that's what I've done. And it's really helped propel me uh, within the last year, year and a half. And so uh, I know that's it's been, you know, for you, it's something that I've always admired. So I um, appreciate the question. And it kind of brought us full circle, which is also pretty cool. So, um, yeah, man, I love it. Did you have anything else in your notebook before we before we kind of wrap up? No, I mean, the only thing, maybe going back to your first question, since the topic ended up being confidence was, you know, you asked me, do I wake up, you know, this confident every single day? And, you know, my answer is probably a resounding no, you know, it's not my confidence that drives me. It's, it's, it's really, you know, waking up every day and knowing that there's other people who want my job. There's other people gunning for my spot. And that, that's, that, it almost scares me. It's like, man, I got to wake up and I got to work harder than everyone else, or I could lose this spot. And that's what kind of drives me. And then, like we talked about, all the the work and the repetition and the hours I put in, that's what builds the confidence. But it's not something that just happens. It comes, it starts with a, with a fear of losing what I got and a fear of someone else trying to do my job better than me. It's, it's just a hyper competitiveness that, you know, guys like yourself, like me, like other top sales leaders have. And you just have to find a way to control it and, and make it work for you. And Obviously, you know, you've been able to do that successful in your career and uh, the top podcast on Apple Music. So congratulations on that. <laughs> really excited to, to, for this release. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. Me too. Uh, but we are running out of time, man. Noah, I will have you back on because I love it, man. Maybe we'll do uh, maybe we'll do something to follow up on this one, uh, something like that. But I appreciate you for being on here. Appreciate you being my friend. Appreciate you being my coworker. Always looking out for me and, and each other, man. So uh, tune in next time. We're going to have some more stuff coming at you. Hopefully you took little tidbits from this. Own it right? Prepare, be confident. So I need you guys to subscribe. I need you guys to share it. Smash that like button. 
That's right, man. Hit that like button. Let's go. I like that, man. So, yeah, like it, share it, subscribe, all that stuff. Appreciate y'all. It's Josh Marks hunting for sales. Good luck to all y'all, and hopefully this helped out.